The Red Sox are down to the final out of their season. Bogarts, the 0-1, and this is lifted in the left field. It backs up Brantley. He makes the catch, and the Houston Astros are headed to the World Series. Your 2021 American League champions, the Houston Astros, a mob scene to the left of the pitcher's mound as the Astros win, shutting out the Red Sox 5-0 and take the American League Championship Series four games to two. I just came I'm in the corner watching you kiss Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park for today's episode of Not Another Socks Podcast. Now, let's meet the hosts, Jack Webster, Matt Galveo, and Matthew LeBall. And welcome to Not Another Sox Podcast. I'm Jack Webster here with uh, Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau. Uh Yeah, what a, what a week. Uh, how you guys been? Hmm? Oh, man, tough, tough, uh, tough week, but uh, it's good to be back here seeing your uh handsome faces uh yep. yeah it, it that, that's why you should watch the youtube channel yeah i know exactly <laughs> you gotta get the face to face yeah put um, a face to a name tough weekend tough weekend morning finally finally i feel like on the other side of morning yesterday was like the morning you know phase so yeah you were dressed in black Yep. All that, the, yeah. The funeral. Yeah, it's Crying. like, yeah, Friday night's the wake and Saturday's the funeral. You know, like, that's that's how it goes. And now you kind of feel a little better. You know, football was on. You got some other things to kind of distract you. And then yeah. then Monday morning's going to roll around, and then you're just going to be fucking wicked sad again. And, and you want to jump off the ledge. Yep. And then, you, don't and then do it, it gets better. Right. And then it gets better Monday night. And then Tuesday night's the World Series. Then you're fucking sad again. And it's just it's it's just a it's a cycle. That's just how it is. That's how it is. That that's just how my life is normally. So <laughs> <laughs> it just adds to it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now now I now I can externalize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have millions of other people you can be sad with. Don't jump. <laughs> I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. <laughs> Do I look like a man that's okay? <laughs> you don't look like a man uh, that's Mike, okay. Mike, I'm a romance 2006. I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, what are you drinking, Jack? What is that, apple juice? Uh, I got a little of uh, Jameson here. So. Oh, yeah. that'll do it. That'll cure it. Is that all Jameson? Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Wow. I you know. It's not mixed with anything. No, I, I got I got rocks in there. Don't worry. Oh yeah, I, yeah, mixed Crack with rocks. ice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ice is not a mixer. <laughs> Jameson and crack. Yeah, I got whiskey. It's mixed with this glass here. It's uh, <laughs> in a cup, <laughs> sir. That's straight Thirsty. whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. He's mourning the right way. He's yeah. He's just, he's, he's just going straight uh, to the alcohol. Pour one out. Yeah. <laughs> or more pour one in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, 
Man, what a what a what a tough se- what a roller coaster of a series, really. Um, when you think about it, I mean, you go into Houston, you lose a tough game one, five four, um, and then you, you end up getting the split in game two. But uh, yeah, no game game one. I mean, that was you know what a hell of a game. Uh, really, you probably could have won that one. Um, end up dropping it five four, and uh, yeah, what, what's your uh, What's your thoughts on that, Jack? Yeah, well, I mean, you kind of had Sale walking a tightrope the first, uh, what did he only go, two and a third innings. I mean, it almost seemed like it should have been more than one run even. So the fact that you had the lead in that game, you know, shows that this team is going to stay in it. But uh, it kind of never felt like a comfortable lead in that first game there. Yeah, no, I would agree. It was. It, it always felt like you were kind of just waiting for the um, the the shoe to drop. That's just how it felt. It, it always overwhelmingly felt, even though they were always in the game and it was a close game. You just felt like it was going to be Houston's night. And first pitch from Hauk and Altuve just sent one to the moon. And and I just you could just feel that. You could just feel it coming. That was the game was over at that point. But hell of a game. No, and uh, I mean, Kike Hernandez did everything that he humanly could during that game to try to make us win. I mean, what was it, two home runs, four hits? I mean, that's when, you know, the um, Kike train started to uh, really get going for that first part of the series. Yeah, no, for sure. He was awesome. I mean, the whole whole playoffs, but mainly the first part of the series just – absolutely incredible could carry a team just like anyone anyone can just like obviously Jordan did um but I mean, he was really he was really the rock of this team the entire postseason I mean he he was the heartbeat um no, for sure you know, really he he and it started it <clears throat> started in Tampa and then it continued here in the in the CS um then you go to game two um obviously uh you know you know, with the record of, uh, you know, two grand slams there uh, early on in that game, um, you know, to really put it out of reach, um, you know, right from the beginning, um, you know, uh, you know, JD hits that one uh, early, then you get the the second one and, you know, the following inning and you're up eight, nothing after two. No, I mean, um, that's exactly what you needed to do uh, in that game. And I mean, you hit two grand slams against two different pitchers there. They had to put in, um, what's his face? I'm already blanking on his name right now. Uh, but he took like 30 minutes to get warmed up uh, before he got in the game. That was um, Odorizzi. It was Garcia Odorizzi, and then yeah. Odorizzi. Yeah, yeah came I, in. I thought it was Alex Cobb for half a second. I knew it was some <laughs> former fucking Ray. Ray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I mean it that really kind of made them use their pen and kind of wear a few guys out, even though it ended up being a little bit closer. What was the final score? Uh, nine to five. Yeah. But I mean, um, it ne- that game never really felt out of reach. We had control over it and we're able to, you know, use our pitching in the right way. Yeah. I, I, honestly, obviously the, the, the grand slams great. The offense was great, but the fact that that game was even really that close at the end, was a true testament to how the Red Sox in those those like the second part of their bullpen where you know you're not going to your guys that are 
are, you know, your, your, your studs, Whitlock, Hauk. The second part of that is really bad. I mean, Darwin's in yeah. just absolutely pooped his pants. And again, not like trying to complain. Uh, they won the game. That's great. But I mean, I, I almost feel like it was better for it to happen there. That way you knew not to use him in a big spot the rest of the year because, I mean, he looked horrible, horrible. Yeah, but game like two fun. That happens in a if that happens in a big spot and, and he puts that up, you are really fucked. Right. Uh, oh, big time. Yeah, that, that's why it was good that it happened early on. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if you guys had any any other uh, any other things to add about uh, game two, or should we move on to the Fenway part of the series? I mean, you kind of expected or at least hoped that you would go out of Houston 1-1 tied back to Fenway. So, I mean, obviously, uh, the guys in the clubhouse are going to tell you they want to be 2-0. But, I mean, you were going into Fenway feeling pretty good, I felt like, especially, you know, uh, with that early lead in Game 3 as well. Yeah. All, I mean, all you got to do is just grab one. That's the – whenever you're you're on the road in the playoffs, whether it's the DS or the LCS, it's – um, you know, the, the goal is to just get one on the road, bring it back to your, your, your home park and, um, you know, try to go from there. But. And, uh, you were at, you were at game three, right? LeBeau, was that game three or game four that you were at? No, I was at game three. At yeah, game I was three. at game three. Luckily I, I, we picked the right one. I mean, I, uh, I was very lucky. I, the wild card game game and game three, those were two very good games to be at. Yeah. I didn't get to go to one in the Rays series, but, um, but yeah, just another electric atmosphere at Fenway. The only downside about game three, and I, I sound, this is going to sound so like spoiled was there was no like really intense moment that when you go to a game like that, a playoff game, like you want that high leverage situation, right. but pretty much after the second inning, it was like, this is just a, this is just a barn show. Like this is, this is a freaking boat race. This is over. Right. So that was the only downside, but it was still absolutely electric. I mean, you don't. You no Guidos. Fuck. No, fuck Guidos. Guidos can go home. There weren't any Guidos there. It was like Texans. Dude, imagine like <laughs> you actually Farmers. showed up in a Yankees uniform to that game. Like literally both sides would just shit on you the entire night. Like oh, you're going to your own wake at that point. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you you better come strapped. <laughs> yeah. um, that's... That is, uh, yeah, but then after, so, I mean, that's pretty much like A-Rod every game. <laughs> oh, my God, uh, yeah. yeah. Can we, we talk about talk, that, yeah. especially after game three? LeBeau, you were in the crowd for that, I right? was in the crowd. I, sw- yeah. I swear to God, I hate to be that guy that was like, I started that chant, but I got to the crowd, I started chanting, fuck you, A-Rod, and everyone started chanting it, like, right after <laughs> I did. Really, <laughs> I, awesome. I... I uh, my friends were like, I don't know, it's kind of like too much. I was like, no, fuck that guy, fuck him. And then like they kind of got into it. And actually, we saw um, Carabas. He was right over there too, um, just chilling. But yeah, there was a lot of a uh, lot of lot of action on on Old Jersey Street. It was it was. Yeah. I was watching that post game show, and Jersey Street was howling, man. Yeah, it was. They and they had to just like have a minute of silence while like you could tell they were having a conversation, but like had no idea that they were just completely on mute because it must have been like hard f bombs in the background. Cannot oh, it. And there's a lot that got through too, which I uh, was hilarious to watch live. Yep, yep. The fuck you, A Rod, was definitely the best. 
there was no way because they, they went on for so long. There's no way you could you could mute out all of them. Right. And then yeah. once it would stop, people would like start yelling J Lo and like A Rod Socks <laughs> and. The JLo ones are an instant classic, and yeah. I am so happy for Boston's Ben Affleck. I think it is just so goddamn perfect. Oh, absolutely. He, he's got to be rattled at the J. The 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 fuck you A Rods like they're not like he could take that, and you could tell he was liking that. But the JLo ones, those definitely are ones that get him rattled for oh, sure. Especially because he literally it it's Ben Affleck like that. Yeah. he's a Red Sox fan, and he's not like a fake Red Sox fan. Like he's uh-huh. a legitimate red sox fan and he straight up fucking jack j-lo from but at the same time if ortiz was doing the pregame show at yankee stadium or postgame show at yankee stadium at alcs which will obviously never happen because the yankees will never get back here then i would expect the yankee fans to do the same exact thing fuck you poppy yeah or you know whatever Dude, or if like but Pedro's there, there, there is such a difference between A Rod and Poppy. Like, of course, I mean, they will still say "fuck you, Poppy," and you know it is what it is. But it doesn't have the same feeling as "fuck you, A Rod," because A Rod was just a dirty, lying, cheating bitch. While Big Poppy, I mean, uh, oh, was the most clutch player in Red Sox history, especially against the Yankees. So it, that's more them being bitter versus um, you know us getting street justice. Right. (laughs) (laughs) let's get ben affleck on the pod yeah uh ben affleck open invite um little wayne open invite uh uh, callum scott and tiesto open invite i i think i think maybe get ben affleck and a rod on the pod and have an open have a round table round table Yeah. yeah round table Maybe maybe bring in J Lo as a surprise. Yeah. Surprise yeah. guest. <laughs> She's the tiebreaker. She's still yeah. wicked hot. Yeah. Still wicked hot. Fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to sound controversial, but uh wood. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hot take. Hot hot take of the week. Hot take of the week. J Lo is hot. <laughs> Jack is just cheesing right now. He's loving it. <laughs> oh shit um man but then uh back to uh back to baseball gotta wipe I'm sweating a little bit yeah. um <laughs> um yeah just an absolute route game three gets you up to uh two one um did you guys how, how did you guys feel about this series after you go up two one and you just you know obviously with the throttling uh, of 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 them in, in game three with still two more games to play at Fenway I mean I felt as confident as I ever had I mean I was riding that wave um uh, I actually thought there was even a chance that you know we might clinch it at Fenway knew it was never going to be easy but I mean that uh, you, you even see the statistics. It's like 80% of the time when a team goes up two to one and they win the third game of the series, they end up winning the you know entire thing. So uh, you felt good about your chances. Yeah, you definitely did. I would say from not only after game three, but in game four in the first inning when, or yeah, it was that was the first inning. Yeah, when Xander hit that moonshot. And it was like, all right, this offense is not missing a beat. They are not slowing down. 
the Astros aren't a bad team, but they just don't have enough to stop this offense. From that point, it was like I, I was so confident they were going to not only get to a World Series, but win a World Series. I just remember that thought in my head. I was like, this team's going to win a World Series. And like no one can stop them. Maybe the Dodgers, that was it. And then it just all came apart. But starting mainly in game four, specifically game four came apart. And I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, you can break, break down a season into one missed strike call. But that's almost what it feels like. You know, like I'm not making excuses. Yeah. I think the Astros are an excellent team. And I think they, they should win the World Series. But that strike call fucking killed them. It killed yeah. them. Well, I think even rewinding a little bit. So you had Eddie pitched a great game, but you kind of felt like it wasn't going to end a two to one final. Like it, it just didn't have that feel the entire night. And then you have uh, Whitlock give up the first pitch uh, home run to Altuve to make it two two. And then I feel like if he did not give that home run up, you might have just rode him until the ninth inning. And I feel like. Uh, you know, you might have saved Evaldi for a little bit there, and obviously that blown strike three. Laz Diaz was terrible the entire night, but I feel like that home run really changed the momentum of everything. There was definitely a momentum shift. When the Red Sox started to get cold, they allowed it to compound, and they've done that all year. That's been the case all year. They They don't just have, like, five bad at bats they allow five to become 10 and then 10 to become 20 and then all of a sudden you're fucking out of the playoffs and that's what killed them they it it, literally every every fear from the whole season came back to to haunt them and especially game four but five and six as well yeah it was um yeah it was it was it was definitely tough it was definitely tough i had tickets to game five and i really was like I think it's game five. I really was hoping that they would win, you know, three and four. I mean, four. I mean, game four. That way I could. So that I, you I could, couldn't go to yeah. the game. I just wanted to sell them and like maybe turn a little, you know, profit. Yeah. The Red Sox, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. Slime I mean, ball. Yeah. That's what that did. That just sucked. Just sucked. But, I would uh, never. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> um, uh, But no, I was at game five. Um, I ended up going with uh, our good friend, Jack Harris, um, who uh, hopefully is listening to the podcast. Is he a friend of the show? A friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, anyways, I was at Bleacher Bar before, and um, I just want to say that I'm innocent. I did not uh, partake in any potential cheating at all. Um, I was inside Fenway for the game, unfortunately. Um, so I just wanted to clear my name, uh, before anything, uh, starts, uh, speculating here. Yeah, this was actually an interrogation. This is the interrogation episode. Did Jack Webster cheat for the Red Sox with you the, the phone shining? Did you, yeah. Did you shine the mysterious flashlight yeah. in Bleacher Bar? Cause that was a thing. People were talking about it. They were, and uh, you know, people were talking about cheating the entire series, and it's it's a played out narrative at this point. I feel, yeah, it, it's horrible. I mean, let's be honest. That's oh so, yeah, and then so it, it was the it was the flashlight thing, and then it was the whistling, um, you know, from the Astros side of things. Um, that was when, uh, yeah, that was Game Five, Chris Sale, 
uh, when he was on the mound and he gave up that uh, that bomb to Alvarez there. Um, there was some whistling going on, and that's just like, oh, come on, dude. If you can cheat on the road, you deserve it. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. If, if you can find a way to do that, it then, like, I, I don't even understand how that would be possible. And this isn't the first time um, Red Sox fans did the same thing with the Yankees early in the year, the whistle. Yeah. And I think the Yankees one was even weirder, but it was like they, it was. The, they it was had the a light in center field too, or something coming from like a fan, or um, I don't even remember the exact details. Was it a laser it pointer? Matter. I don't think it was. It might have been a laser pointer, yeah. But that was this year. That was this year, even. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but all I know is accusing any team of cheating when your team is losing in the playoffs is the biggest bitch move ever. Yeah, Especially look like a, though, you look like an you know, asshole. Yeah, you just look like a clown. But especially with these two teams, like, dude, I'm not saying the Red Sox had some elaborate cheating scheme, but I don't, th- I don't think the Red Sox cheated at all in 2018, if if at all, very very little. Um, but Alex Cora was a part of the Astros, you know, right. massive massive cheating scandal in 2017. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can't, you just can't, just take your loss and move on. But yeah, no, I mean, in that uh, game five, though, it kind of felt like you were in it. I know they gave up that uh, early run to Alvarez over the monster there. Um, but I mean, Chris Hill is just as animated as he's ever been, uh, especially through five innings. And then kind of things fell apart from there. Yeah, I mean, that's about as good of a game as he could have asked from him. Um you know, going those five, like five strong. Yeah. He gives up that bomb to Alvarez, but I mean, that's, that's really the exact game that you would want Chris Hill to pitch. Um, then he goes out for the sixth inning. Um, yeah, that was game five. Yeah. He went out for that sixth inning and then ended up getting pulled, but, um, yeah, no, that, that's as good. A, that's as good a game as you could have asked for, for Chris Hill there. Um, it definitely wasn't on him for sure. No, no, I, I mean he he pitched with some balls, and if he can pitch like that next year, I'm very very excited. Obviously, way too premature to talk about the 2022 season. We're still going over the ALCS, but very good sign. He was I hitting 98. Yeah, I think he said he left his, he left his nuts on the on the mound. Yeah, left his nuts yeah. on the mound. Yeah, and you know you saw him screaming into his glove. He that was even more animated than we saw him in the 2018 playoffs. I mean. And that's including the World Series. That's including the ALCS. Like, that was as animated as you're going to see Chris Hill on the mound. For sure. Yeah. There was a lot more moments where you felt like you needed to work out of big spots this year than there were in 2018. Um, the most pressure situation I felt in 2018 was obviously the Ben Benintendi catch, which one of the greatest catches in Red Sox history. If anyone disagrees, you're just a complete fool. But... Like there was, it, there wasn't really, it, I was never all that nervous, like about the season in 2018. I just never really was. Um, that the only other time, uh, kind of was a little bit was on that Gary Sanchez fly ball off of Kimbrel in a uh, game Ooh. four of the LDS. Ooh. I, I thought that was gone. I thought that was game over. And 
I thought that was just going to be a thing in Yankee lore, even if they ended up losing the season or uh, the next game even. But um, no, like 2018, it was just such a different playoff vibe than it was this year. I mean, it was just this year was so much more unexpected. Um, real quick, I just want to touch on that Gary Sanchez fly ball before we move on. Um, I have to give Yankee fan, fans actually a lot of credit when it comes to close fly balls, they usually don't like over celebrate. They're pretty knowledgeable and they have a pretty good like guesstimation of where the ball's going to go. Like they don't overreact. Like you could take 20 different ballparks. Like if you went to Dodger Stadium, that ball was hit, the crowd would absolutely erupt. They didn't really react. Like when that ball was hit, they reacted like in a way where I was like, okay, that's staying in. That's 100% staying in because they, they kind of know. Like they, they just know. Very, very interesting. If you go back and watch that, it was like, it was incredibly quiet. But I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Go back. I watch it. I'm going to have to watch the tape. I'm in favor of watching uh, 2018 highlights. So uh, that might just be the rest of my evening. Especially that series. (laughs) That was such a fun series. Um, Uh, uh, Before I forget, um, there is a like hour and a half long video on YouTube of the 2018 series when they had that. must see series and it goes chronologically so if you have an hour and a half to kill just search uh must see 2018 red Sox, and you can just relive that entire season in the best moments i've i've done it like half a dozen times and i'm that's probably great. gonna end up doing it again i i gotta look that up now i gotta watch that that's great yeah i could definitely i could definitely rip that Maybe tonight. I'm Joe Stickley on on the shows and stop market <laughs> wei boston red Sox radio network Castig is on the list of guests. Oh, 100%. He's awesome. Same with uh, Lou Merloni, Josh Fleming. Oh, yeah. we, should, we should get Castig to do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Another podcast. Shallow fly ball, right field. He camps under it. But he's the fucking best. <laughs> Please never die. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't die. Yeah. He's got a five-year plan. Yeah. On uh, on Father's Day, they they I, I actually listen to the radio a lot, and uh, on Father's Day they always bring like Castiglione's son into the booth, and he was telling a story about how like his dad, even when like the Yankees are so far out of it, it's the first score he checks and it's the first score he announces. He said that he's always so nervous about where the Yankees are in the standings. They could be like 15 games behind, and I related to that so much. Honestly, like, like when when you're scoreboard watching, it's like you're watching the Rays, you know, the Jays are like a wild card team in the West. And the first thing you look at is just the Yankees. Like, what are the Yankees doing? And it's like, that's just, he's just classic Red Sox OG, yeah. just so afraid of the Yankees. But they stink. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I get that. That's like, that's what breeds such a good rivalry is like, I'm, I'm sure it's the same way on their end too. It's like they're, always check the Red Sox scores like yeah you know um that that's that's what makes it fun really yeah absolutely and, and for the fans on Twitter that go rent free yes on both sides of course. of course as a Red Sox fan you're trained to hate the Yankees no matter where you're at or where they're at and vice versa I mean it, it's part of the fun of it like I hate the Yankees so goddamn much, and I love hating the Yankees. It's something that brings me joy out of hatred. For sure. 
it's fun it, to it's hate. It's like it's like our personality trait. Like that's my personality trait, hating the Yankees. <laughs> it just like uh, you know, most girls on Tinder and Hinge are the office. The office, that's, yeah. That's their personality trait. <laughs> it's not like a playful like like, oh, he hates the Yankees. Like, that's the person. No, I want the Yankees to die. Like, <laughs> uh, we we had a funeral for Bronxy. Yeah. Yeah. Bronxy is. <laughs> Do you think he's actually still alive? I mean, I, besides, I know Hunter Renfro obviously killed him when he caught the ball in the wild card game. But do you think he's actually a still like a living turtle? I I, I feel like it's got to be no. I don't think no. he is. Um, I, I, I think that it, I don't, is this I mean, like a Michael Myers situation where you can't actually kill him. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. You no, got it. Bronxy is the snail in the TikTok trends where the snail finally catches up to you. Have you seen those where like they, they offer you, you get like $10 million and you can live forever, but there's a snail that chases you. And he knows exactly where you are at all times. And if he touches you, then you die. That's oh Bronx. That's, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> you think he's going to come back next year? Like you said, Jack, he's like the Michael Myers, like he, like in well, the playoffs. It, so they were going to bring back Bronx. Yeah. But I mean, this is obviously <laughs> a CIA doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is Bronxy. a deep state government conspiracy theory Bronxy 2 <laughs> Bronxy 2.0 <laughs> the return the return of the turtle Bronxy 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> No, the, the Yank. Well, I, I it, actually hope they bring back uh, Bronxy so we can continue to just make dumb fucking jokes about this turtle. Oh, uh, so I just saw they they signed him to a three year extension. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let's actually touch upon that before going to Game Six here because I feel like we need some positive vibes uh, before we kind of wrap up that last game. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um, how hilarious is it that they're bringing back uh, Aaron Boone? Like, I could not believe it. Well, yeah, Jack, our boss, uh, who's a diehard Yankee fan, um, came into the office and uh, told us that we had one roast, that we could roast him uh, once the news broke that Aaron Boone was returning uh, on a three-year extension. That's that's actually really funny. We we uh saw him live reacting to the news. Oh, that is He's awesome. not thrilled. How can you be? How can you be? And I love like Yankee fans that the first thing they always say is if Steinbrenner was alive, Modon he would have put up with this. But seriously though, like if he actually was, like this is if he actually was, this would be like you know so so embarrassing. Boone would have been out a long time ago, but if this ever happened on his watch, no shot, no shot. And Cashman would have been gone too. Heads would be rolling. Cashman would have been gone just because. Like right. it's. I feel like Cashman has not really been the problem. It's been the guys actually performing on the field. He's put together some good teams. Like there's no reason why the Yankees should have not won a championship other than they suck. Right. 
The other unbelievably like confusing thing is I understand it like maybe it was just Joe Girardi's time to leave, but their best season was 2017 when they had that kind of like run and they went to game seven of the ALCS, lost to the Astros. All of a sudden Girardi was gone and they replaced him with Boone, who, you know, ended up kind of like doing okay for 18 and 19 and then 2020, I guess, but that was a joke of a season. And then this year was just the culmination. So I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can get rid of Girardi and then replace him with Boone. It makes no sense to me, but I love it. It's fucking awesome. No, the best thing to happen to the Red Sox in the uh, late 20 teens was Aaron Boone hitting that home run in 2003. Yep. A 68-mile-an-hour pitch, one home run, and Aaron Boone now ruins the New York Yankees. I mean, you got to love it. You gotta Especially love it. because they didn't end up winning. If they ended up winning the World Series that year, I feel like it's a bit different. But um, according to Yankees fans, if you don't win a championship, it's a failure of a season. I mean, right. fucking try harder in gym class, but... <laughs> Seriously, though, and then Yankee fans say, like, they, I always see this so much. They're, they're always like, well, Red Sox fans are content with winning a championship and then coming in last. This is New York. We're never going to come in last. Dude, you haven't won a championship since 2009. You haven't even been competitive for a championship since 2009. So, like, shut the fuck up. Like, the Red Sox have two since then and one in 07 right before that, and then one in 04 just before that. So No, and, and it's not just the Yankees. It, I believe it's all New York sports teams, like pretty much a decade at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, no, I don't think any New York team has won in the last decade. Yeah. The last one was the Giants, right? And you really – yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. 20, what, 2011, yeah. Yeah. Was it 2011? Yeah, it was twenty. Well, yeah, it was when they beat the Patriots the yeah. second time, it was twenty eleven. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you really think like New York, like they they have some of the most like storied franchises in all of sports with you know the Yankees, you know the Giants, the Rangers, the Jets, like all those teams. Like yeah, and then you have upstate New York too. You got teams Buffalo. that are in New York that have not won either. Given you know upstate New York might as well be another country, but yeah. Well, no. yeah, you look at the Bills tailgates. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a different breed of people. Yeah, one one of the most successful New York sports teams this year was the Toronto Blue Jays. So that uh, <laughs> that that really tells you something. Do you mean the team that finished in fourth? <laughs> yeah, uh, man. but what I don't I I really don't understand how you can you know go these many years with Boone not like have the teams to win world series and then not do it and then continue to um to keep doing it every year you know as you know obviously it's it's been failing like how, how do you continue to do the same thing no the definition of madness is yeah. what repeating the same thing and expecting a different outcome thank i you. mean yeah yeah thank you uh, webster that, that's uh, webster's dictionary um <laughs> but no i mean is there i think Red Sox fans celebrating Aaron Boone coming back tells you exactly what you need to know. Right, 100%. If losing to the Red Sox in the wildcard game isn't enough when you were supposed to win 100 games, then I guess what is enough? Like, everyone underperformed with the exception of maybe Judge and Stan. They had pretty good years. Everyone else was way worse than where they were in 19, in 20. 
Um, guys just disappeared. Glaber, DJ. I mean, I'm so, I'm really surprised Boone's coming back. But like I said, I mean, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Oh, uh, while we're still on the subject, though, did you guys see today came out uh, the conflict between Brett Gardner and Garrett Cole? I did. Ooh, yeah. no, I did not. I didn't see that. Yeah. Today. Um. So of course, uh, Crybaby Cole, when they outlawed uh, pine tar, they when they outlawed cheating. <laughs> surprisingly enough, <he laughs> that's sad. He was Why probably the most that? upset person in the league. G Willikers. Uh, <laughs> For Pete's but sake. Uh, uh, long story short, apparently what uh, Brett Gardner did is he put his entire hat in pine tar. And, uh, you know, walked around the clubhouse making some jokes about it. And Garrett Cole got right in his face and, you know, was just like, hey, knock it off. Hey, knock it off. <laughs> Sorry, I needed to correct myself there. Uh, and Gee whiz, and, sir, why you got to do that? <laughs> boy, I yada. <laughs> why, I yada. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he apologized for it a few days later after, you know, probably everybody felt awkward in the clubhouse and Aaron Boone finally did his job. He's like, he should talk to him. And, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I feel like that really just cursed them throughout the year. And that's probably why they had so many, you know, just rough stretches is just, you know, uh, toxic clubhouse. Gardner toxic. Well, and Red thankfully Gardner they're going to re-sign Gardner. Yeah. That, he has a lifetime contract. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to have to retire and go back to his job as a state trooper. But for now, oh, he literally looks like he, a state he does. Or uh, one of the thumb minions from Spy Kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad the Yankee season is over. That way, Garrett Cole can be- go back to running his 1950s diner. The way he talks <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> By the way, can all Garrett's figure out one way how to spell their name? I'm tired of looking up between, like, Garrett Richards and Garrett Whitlock yeah. and Garrett Cole. Just decide on one, and we're going to go with it. The real go. Garrett is Garrett Whitlock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, however Garrett Whitlock spells it, that's, that's the way. How he, that's the way it is. Yeah. yeah yep. I, I love the way he leans his head, like, Dude, Brazier, Brazier too. It, it, they all like. Brazier started it. Bra- yeah. Like, it's weird. Like did, did you guys also hear this game? This was like a buried gem in this uh, ALCS. But did you hear who Garrett Whitlock's like hero, whose model he looks up to, is? No. Number 22, 2016 Cy Young Award winner. Oh, pretty yes, yes. Ricky. Rick Porcello is the guy Garrett Whitlock looks up to and inspires to be. So they said he he wanted number 22, but he wouldn't wear it until he got the blessing from Rick Porcello (laughs) to wear the number. (laughs) Dude, that is just so fucking unbelievable. Garrett Whitlock's like the kid in like elementary school. Whenever you would talk about your favorite player, he would pick like the most obscure player on the roster just to like prove... Yeah, just like that was me. That was probably all of us, honestly. But like, just to prove that you know more than the other people, Garrett yeah. Woodlock's walking around. Yeah, dude, I love Rick Porcello. He was awesome. <laughs> Number twenty-two. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> That's just, they don't really seem like they pitch have similar pitching styles. I mean, 
Whitlock's more like a strikeout pitcher. Porcello's more like, more like a ground ball pitcher. But, I mean, I'll take it. He's definitely going to be 22 next year. Oh, yeah. No, I think Rick Porcello, maybe he gave him the call. Here's, your, here's my hey, blessing, he, son. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to take over uh, Bill Hall's number 22. Yeah. Garrett Whitlock, he's the kind of guy that if like if you were to pitch for the Cubs, he'd be like, Jeff Samarja was my idol. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's gonna get get on the uh, Whitlock twenty two jersey next year. Twenty two is my lucky number, so like that if he ends up starting and doing well, that actually might be a top yeah, right there. Yeah, I could easily see again that. I already got the uh, number 22 Roger Clemens USA jersey now, so uh, the up the collection. That's a dope jersey. That's an absolutely dope jersey. Well, you got the uh, Veritech USA one. I right? have the Veritech number 33. Yep. Yep. Do we even want to talk about game six or do we just? Not really. Yeah. No. There's like, let's just ignore that. I don't think anybody wants to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. Recap game six. We didn't hit. It sucked. Yeah. You saw it. The- everybody, everybody listening saw it. You know what happened. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Didn't happen. Fake news. Yeah. Yeah, no, it never happened. <laughs> That's what, I mean, did it happen? No. It, was it a figment of our collective imaginations? Could have been. And it, it, it was on your, uh, the worst part of it, it, it was on our son, Jack Webster's birthday. It was, yes. It uh, was on my birthday. That sucks. Please, any uh, women that listen to the podcast, go wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> How you doing? Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> Please submit your uh, happy birthday messages to uh, NAS Podcast. Sup? How you doing? Um, and definitely no news. Gross. No, no. No, we're not. We're, uh, unless if we're married first. Right. <laughs> yes. Yep. Not married. I'm not even close. Uh, yeah. Maybe one day we can hold hands. <laughs> um, Some good old HHing. I will say real quick the game one and game six. Uh, game one of the ALDS and game six. So the first game of the playoffs and the last game of the playoffs were very similar. That's the only thing I'll say about game six. Other than that, it didn't happen. Throw it in the trash. Burn the tapes. Um, Yeah. Shout out. Shout out this team because they had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, you know, inconsistencies, but they battled COVID, you know, um, the trade deadline blunder, which actually turned out to work out exceptionally. Um, You know, just a lot of different storylines and a lot of distractions, but, Dude, they stuck to it. They were wicked fun to watch. Shout out Kike. Just an absolute workhorse. Dog. Renfro had a dog shit ALCS, but he had an awesome season. Um, Schwarber came in, didn't miss a beat. I mean, those are just some of the new guys. Obviously, the existing players, you know, all did well. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun. So even looking back to just starting this season, kind of – Going in, you didn't feel that confident. You know, you saw the every team in the AL East get better, with maybe the exception of the Orioles that didn't even care. <clears throat> and then, you know, 
literally first see, uh, series of the seasons, you get swept by the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And then you have to face the Tampa Bay Rays. Then what? We went on a nine-game winning streak after that or something like that to actually yeah. go into first place for a little bit there. Yeah. And, I mean, after that, you know, you actually had some hope with this team. They really stuck in it all season. They had some rough patches. They were in first for a bit. They were usually in second or third. I think they fell out of the wild card briefly. But other than that, they were really not consistent all year, but they were in it all year and they made for an entertaining season with some, you know, actually rememberable games, which was a nice change of pace after a just blur of 2020. Yeah. No, no I mean, honestly, hundred percent. I was going to say the only thing I remember from 2020 was uh, Kevin Pilecki. That's That's what 2020 feels like. It was just like, Oh, this guy's pretty good. And then it was over. <laughs> there was like one good Alex Verdigo catch where he robbed a home yes. run. He's like, oh, that guy, that guy's showing energy. He actually cares. And yeah. uh, now it's now you see that all the time. But like that was just not even a thing in 2020 except for him. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, like you guys said, I mean, this team battled all year. Um, you know, they really weren't expecting to make it to the ALDS. Um yeah, no, and uh, not even, you know, putting up the fight that they did, you know, going to six games uh, with the Astros, obviously a very talented team. Um, you know, they fought through, you know, like you said, a lot of adversity. Um, but obviously expectations changed during the year, you know, when, you know, they were in first place for a lot of it. Um, right. You know, and, and once, you know, when you're in that position, obviously, like I said, expectations change. You want to go deep into a playoffs, make a deep run. And, you know, hopefully win a World Series, which, you know, I thought they could do, um, you know, as we got deeper into the playoffs, obviously that didn't happen. So that's what makes it hurt more is, um, you know, right. because the expectations were, hey, we could really win a World Series here and we could we can make a deep run and, and really get there. Um, you know, that's what that's what makes it suck even more. Um, but all in all, I mean, it was a it was a really good year. There's a bright future with this team. There's some really talented players here. Alex Cora, obviously, is still in the mix um, as well. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to um, in 2022. So it's going to be an exciting offseason and um, and an exciting uh, 2022 for for the Red Sox. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and you touched on it perfectly. The goalposts got moved so many times this year. Um, I felt like before. It was like that West Coast trip, and they played Oakland, and they played the Angels, and it was like right at that point where they were killing it. And then after that, they started to just fall off. After the All-Star break, they started to fall off. Then they lost their closer, who just disappeared off the face of the earth. Then it was like, well, now you don't have a bullpen. Now you're kind of losing some games. You need a first baseman. Bobby Dahlbeck's not not cutting it. Um, You know, guys are kind of being a little streaky, and then now you get hit with COVID, and it was like, all right, well, I thought at one point it was a championship team. Then the goalpost got moved to let's just, you know, get in the playoffs, see what happens. Then it got moved to, like, this team, if they make the playoffs at all, they'll be lucky. Then they surged with the yellow jerseys, and it was like, all right, playoffs back on. Now, like, anything but, you know, playing in the ALDS is disappointing. And then they, they in the Yankee series, and it was like, okay, back, back to, like, let's just make the fucking playoffs. And it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. Then they make, sneak in. And wild card game against the Yankees, you couldn't draw it up any better. Uh, it was a fun year. It was a fun year. But no, uh, I'm going to remember this year fondly, even more compared to like, let's say 2016 or 2017, where they even made the playoffs 
and you didn't have the high expectations there and nothing ended up happening. But like, I feel like even if this team somehow lost in the ALDS, I would have still been proud of them and felt good going into next year. And they, I don't want to say over accomplished, but uh, because if they went to the World Series, I'm convinced they would have won. I think they could have beat the Dodgers. I think they could oh, have yeah. beat the Braves. Sure. Um, you know, it might have not been as easy as a path as it was in uh, 2018, but I felt good about this team's chances. And I mean, um, you know, it's not always going to be your break in a best of seven series there, uh, especially, you know, with some tough calls. But um, you feel really good about uh, entering the next season, especially with a lot of room to play with as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this was definitely my favorite non-championship, maybe besides 03. This is my favorite non-championship Red Sox team. Like 03, 08, 2021, all great years. 08, like they were expected to win coming off a of World Series. That team was even better than they were in 07. That was a disappointment of a year. 03 was just like, you know, fun, you know, precursor to 04. Uh, but this was definitely my favorite non-championship Red Sox team. This team was exciting, was just uh, a lot of fun to watch at times. At times they were infuriating, but that's what makes a 90-win team. A 90-win team is not going to steamroll the whole year and, and just put up win after win after win after win. You're going to go through bad stretches. Like, not like it's not going to be 2018 every time, you know, where you just you may win, lose two in a row, and that's it. But, or it's not even going to be like uh, 2013 a lot of times when it's unexpected and then, you know, um, you make the playoffs and win the World Series. I mean, that team was destined with uh, everything that happened that year. But, sure. I mean, you know, it's not always going to be the Cinderella story from last place to first place. But, I mean, you're s- still in good position moving forward. Absolutely. For sure. Um, so, yeah, no, I know you uh, guys want to touch upon the uh, current World Series that will be taking place uh, this week with the um, Astros and Braves. So, um <clears throat> Yeah, that'll that'll be a fun series um, for sure. Uh, you guys, who do you guys like in the in this one? Uh, oh yeah, I think the you know Astros are still favorite. I mean, you kind of see the Braves coming from probably the worst division of baseball this year, but they've been you know the Brewers and Dodgers, and they deserve to be in this position. Um, but the you know Astros are still a juggernaut, so um, I don't really see. It, uh, you know, being even four and five for either team. But um, I, I, I like the Braves pitching. And in the World Series, I think that can carry you a lot there. So um, I, I'll leave my final prediction till the end here. But <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be as much of a uh, bloodbath for the Astro side as uh, some people might think. Yeah, I, I agree. I, the Braves, <clears throat> if you can beat the Dodgers, if you can beat Milwaukee, as I mean, they, they haven't even played in an elimination. The NLDS, did that go to five or was that in four? They won in four, right? I believe it was four. Yeah. I mean, this team is playing well and they're winning and they're not like winning with all that much difficulty. I mean, few hiccups, but they're they're a very good team right now. They're just clicking and they're very likable. Very fun oh, yeah. to watch. Uh, I really like watching them. Um, they got some guys on that team that have been there for a real long time. And you got to love that. I mean, they, they kind of got like a, like a little bit of a, 
I, I don't really don't know who I would compare them to, actually. I, I really have no idea. Just, like, I love Swanson. I love Freeman. They're all good players. And, um, Austin Riley Fox. Austin Riley Fox and Rosario. I mean, I don't know where he's yeah. he came Tra- from. But. So, Tra- so the only thing that would make me sad about the Braves winning the World Series this year is it means Pablo Sandoval would get a ring. Because yeah, <laughs> he was on the Braves. He was training for Eddie Rosario and the um, now Cleveland Guardians uh, DFA'd him immediately after trading for Eddie Rosario. They were like, oh, we're going to trade that. We didn't think about what we're going to do with it. You're out of here. <laughs> He's weighing them down. Yeah. Because they are really going places this year. Yeah. Yeah. They're... um. I mean, I, I just, I really do like the Braves. I really. Their lineup is sick. No, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And they're pitching. I, I don't good. know how they haven't already just given Freddie Freeman the bag. Yeah, it's amazing. He's like a do free it. agent, but not. Like He's he's not going to be a free agent, but he, he is. He, so. He's going to, you know, like be that chick when you're on a break and you're like, I'm going to talk to other guys at the party here. You know, I'm going to get back with you, but like, I'm going to make you work for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, you, uh, yeah, I love Freddie Freeman. I wish Maybe the Red test free agency. I wish the Red Sox would throw like a billion dollars at him, but it just won't happen. It, I, I would expect them to at least make a phone call out, but if they did, it would be great. I don't think any of us actually expect that, though. No, no. Um, and they're doing this all. Imagine Acuna in this lineup still, because I'll be there. Yeah, know, dude. Imagine like, oh. Imagine my first all-around draft pick in fantasy baseball not missing most of the year. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I had Tatis. He, uh, he had a good year, but yeah. I can never get over the hump. This isn't a fantasy podcast. So. No. No, no, no. Nobody gives no. a shit. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I, I'm airing I no, no, I was more like stopping myself. I was about to go on a tangent. I was really into it this year, and I yeah. made a ton of moves, and but um but yeah I, I was more stopping myself matt lebeau uh, the gm i i was are, are we having a uh nasp uh, podcast league in uh 2022 yeah with, uh, yeah yeah well i had i at one point i had five guys in the top 10 in ops i had guerrero tatis winker um uh, jd they were like at one point they were all in the top 10 and then uh, one more one more i don't know but yeah my team was fucking nasty anyways yeah go braves sick brag yeah. uh braves and six braves and six braves and six actually no braves and seven i'm go. i want there to be a game seven of the world series i think that's just fun so braves and seven so braves and six but quick quick note if the red sox did win and went to seven i would have had tickets to game seven of the world series that is true that made it hurt even fucking more yeah. seeing the braves win you, you would have taken me right yeah, I actually, yeah. I, I actually would have had a really big dilemma. I would have had to like, like I would have liked some money for the ticket, but how would I have not like taken my dad? I would have had like a tough. Yeah, time. you would have. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Especially uh, the Braves, the Braves in in two thousand and one. That was the first game we went to. That was my first Red Sox game. It was against 2001? the Braves. Two thousand one. Yeah, oh, a little uh, interleague uh, matchup there. That's yeah. A, Especially, you know, with the Braves uh, being from Boston originally, which I feel like is also part of an obligation. They were the Boston Braves at one point. Right. 
Right. And yeah, my, my daddy's a big like baseball historian, so it was definitely he appreciated it. We were supposed to go to Plymouth Rock, real quick story. We were on our way to Plymouth Rock, and my dad was like, Fuck this, we're not going to Plymouth Rock. <laughs> we're not like, gonna go to see a pebble. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, There's a day game. So we had my mom like revert course and then we went to uh went to Fenway. My mom and my sister they went shopping and we went to the game and the rest was history. So That's that pretty cool. It. Yeah. Um one time um, I went to the BU football court up in North Boston, and that's actually where the old uh, Boston Braves field used to be. Yes. So it's cool. They had a uh, like a lot of plaques around there showing the history. And I think the one thing that really stood out to me is like Jackie Robinson actually played there. He never got to play at Fenway Park. So it um, the Boston Braves are a little bit of an unforgotten or a, a totally forgotten part of um baseball history but they actually were pretty big in the city there and i think a lot of people forget um that at times you know just given how much success the red sox have had especially as of late yeah 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 i think like people have such a uh, an adoration for the red sox i think that this city could actually support two baseball teams but because the red sox are so beloved they couldn't but how much interest i think they could i think it's one of the smaller cities than not chicago's la new york that could support two, but just won't. We'll never because the Red Sox. If they always did, it could have, but you can't add a second at, one. That's yeah, hundred percent. You can't. You just cannot. The Red Sox will not share this market. I mean, the Red Sox have a tough time sharing this market with other New England teams besides the Patriots. Yeah. Let alone another baseball. Another baseball team. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Connecticut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Connecticut. <laughs> fuck Guidos. Um. Unless if you're a Red Sox fan uh, listening to Connecticut, we love you. But we love you. Yeah. Yeah. But even they know it's split. You know, they 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 witness it. It's a line. No, it really is like a line down the middle, and it's so funny to see. Yep. Yeah. Imagine being born on the opposite side of the line. Tough luck. Well, you have you're broadcasting regular cable. They broadcast the Yankee game. So that's why that line is actually representative geographically of where they the games are broadcasted. So it actually kind of like makes a little sense. But yeah, it's that side of Connecticut is atrocious. Unless you're listening from there. Then it's a beautiful state. Um, I will not say anything good about New Jersey, even if you're listening from there. So um, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, not, hey, oh, I'm walking here. Yeah. I'm potting here. Where's the freaking gabagool? Ah, uh, <laughs> don't make me get the. <laughs> People forget Jack uh, worked in New Jersey. Uh, that is also a figment of our imaginations yeah. that never existed, yeah. just like Game Six. Who's getting uh, Who's getting the call to prison? Uh, it's it's. I think it's time. The Ooh, the call to prison. Yeah. The the heavy hitter, uh, Trevor Bauer. Besides <laughs> Trevor Bauer, it's he's time in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's yeah. in the call to prison Hall of Fame. Who's the heavy hitter again? Uh, um, Mark Levine. Uh, no, no, Rob Levine. No. Rob, Rob Levine. Rob Levine. Rob Levine. Rob Levine. Looks like a Guido. The He's got the Guido look. It's got to be Laz Diaz. Laz Diaz yeah. for sure. Yeah. Straight to the fucking gulag. Yeah, he he can go oh. to the gulag. Not even prison. The Rob yeah. Levine called to prison. Rob Levine called to prison. 
Hey, we're, this is free advertisement. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If I ever get into some trouble, you better, he better, uh, you know, for free. G- give me some free legal, uh, you know, work here. Yeah. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast has probably ever been in remotely close to a fist fight, though. I'm just gonna, no, no. <laughs> just gonna go out on a limb. No offense. <laughs> Why are you at a... no, I, I have not been in a match of uh, fisticuffs with um, Garrett Cole. Gee willikers, Brett. Yeah. Why'd you have to go and do that? He <laughs> 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 just turns into a fucking three stooge. <laughs> Mo. Mo, Larry, and Curly. He's just an old timey fucking diner owner. <laughs> Jack, you got to do some Photoshop work. Yeah, you know what? Um, th- this might need to happen here. Yeah. <laughs> I could only imagine the conversations in college between Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer, how they hated each other, and they're two like totally opposite personalities. Oh my god! Like, well, no, they they just did not talk to each other at all. Apparently, yeah. like, um. There's a great book out there called The MVP Machine that unfortunately focuses a lot on Trevor Bauer. Um, but yeah, no, like they like eat and pretty much hated each other and just tolerated that each one of them was good. And then like in the majors, apparently I um, Bauer faced off of against Cole in like an ALDS or an ALCS when he was on the Indians and Cole was on the Astros and they're warming up right next to each other, not even acknowledging each other's existence. Like that's how much like they hated each other, especially in that moment there. No, that's awesome. You got to love that. That's that's great. That's got to be also really weird. Like to be, you know, obviously you're in college, on the same team and then you just like don't talk to one of your teammates at all and everyone else is seeing that it's got to be like a little bit weird for everybody else yeah it's one thing if you're like um mike and sales not talking to like janet in public relations right but like you're in that same clubhouse you're in you're both pitchers in that rotation like that is a thing yeah um, no, I, you know, what's funny too, is they're like perfect for their respective organizations. It's like, Oh, hateable guy plays for the Dodgers. Hateable guy plays for the Yankees. They're both hateable organizations. They both hate each other. Like, it's kind of like, it's just perfect. It, it, okay. Well, as much as I hate Garrett Cole, I'm not going to put him on that same level as uh, Trevor Bauer no, right no. now. So like, those are very, uh, like, I just dislike. They're, they're hateable for different uh, uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, yeah. there, there's a lot to be said about uh, Trevor Bauer though. No, of, of course. Trevor Bauer is an actual bad human being. Garrett Cole's just not likable. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, uh, but the, the story of JD Martinez at the all-star game, making fun of Garrett Cole, oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys ever saw that, that shit is so funny how he like mocks him, how like JD like said what up to him and Garrett Cole like just ignored him and walked on the bus or whatever it was. Yeah. That shit is so funny. I, I, dude, I fucking crack up and JD like does like an actual impersonation and there's like five guys just geeking out. They obviously don't like him. Nobody likes Garrett Cole in major. Obviously nobody likes Trevor Bauer, but that goes without saying. But Garrett Cole, like he's like him, I dude, him and Jordan Montgomery have like a relationship. They're always like next to each other in the dugout. 
And it's like, I look at those two guys, and I just want to punch both of them square in the fucking face. They're both fucking hateable. I hate both of those fucking assholes. Hate. It's just their face. Yeah. Derek Cole's face. Jordan Montgomery's a fucking clown. I hate that fucking guy. And I feel like it would be better if they could actually grow beards, but they can't even do that. Much more likable if that was Gase, but still. Still. Fuck him. And fuck Bronxy. And fuck Bronxy. And fuck Bronx. I think that's something everyone can get behind. Yeah. A turtle is actually their perfect mascot because a turtle looks like how the Yankees look when they shave their face. <laughs> like they all look like turtles when they shave it. Like when they get signed, when someone gets signed by the Yankees and they have to shave their beard, it's like, dude, that you look like a fucking old ass turtle. Dude, it's so weird. Like, look up Lance Lynn on the Yankees without a beard. It it, it just feels unnatural. It's like seeing a like, shaved cat. Yeah. Looks like fucking Jabba the Hutt, probably. <laughs> Jabba Chamberlain? Yeah, Jabba Chamberlain. Yeah. Literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did Jabba Chamberlain not have a beard? Like, that blows my mind to think he played for the Yankees and he didn't have a beard. Like, <laughs> that's insane to me. I Like, I need a picture of that. I, can't, I actually can't picture it. Let's see. Yeah, it, it's illegal. But, like, it's just so funny to uh, go, just going back shooting on the Yankees. We're, we're never going to stop on it. Um, like, the, their standard of, like, just trying to keep that uh, Yankee lore by not having any uh, uh, beards or anything like that. They're trying to keep up with the same traditions but not doing anything else in the Yankee way other than those dumb rules. Just that. It's just that. That's literally it. Like, just... Just shave your face. All right. Don't no win. Just shave your face. I got a picture of Lance Lynn with no beard on. I don't know. If oh. Guys... oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that is so bad, dude. He looks wow. Oh, that that's really bad. Jack, imagine you having a I mean you've I've seen you without one, but like once. Yeah. I, and... Yeah. So last year, uh, or two years ago now, the office was like, oh, we're going to do No Shave November. Let's all shave our beards. One other guy did that doesn't even normally have a beard, and I did. I'm like, okay, well, I hate this, so I'm just never going to go clean shaven again. So I'll even trim it up. I've I've had, like, a full beard for a while now, but, um, yeah, I'm never going to go clean shaven again. Um, I I may have just found I hate it. I hate it. I yeah. may have just found the uh, scariest picture on the internet. It's Jabba Chamberlain with just a mustache. No way. Oh, that's right. They do no. allow them to have mustaches. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, they have like fireman rules and like like UPS yeah. driver rules. No, like, nothing below fun. the lip. So like you can have like the full Fu Man chew or that's not even what it is. But like you can have sideburns and a mustache. You can look like the biggest idiot of all time. But as long <laughs> as there's nothing on your chin uh, that's going to stop you from throwing 103 miles an hour, uh, then you're good to go. <laughs> not for the hair on my chinny chin chin. That is so fucking ridiculous. What a ridiculous, outdated thing. It's gonna. Do you think it's gonna end in our lifetime? Like, do you think it will? Honestly... In our lifetime, yeah. In our lifetime, yeah. Within the next ten years, now. Yeah, I I would agree. So when we're almost dead, 
But what happens though? Like what what happens legitimately? It just all you need is that one player where they sign him for like three hundred and fifty million dollars and he's just like no. Like I thought like when Bryce Harper like all the Yankees were like, Oh, I want Bryce Harper. I I thought he was gonna be the guy to be like, No, fuck you, I'm keeping my beard. Like, yeah. Well, I'm glad he's not there because with the short porch, he might hit oh. 80 home runs in a season. But, oh, no, he would have killed it. Like, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I am a secondary Nats fan. So it was already hard enough for Bryce Harper to go to the uh, Phillies. I don't think I could have handled it if he went to the Yankees. Yeah, I'm very glad he's not a Yankee. But yeah, that was like the guy the Yankees fans talked about more than anything about like wanting him on the Yankees, Bryce Harper. Well, according to uh, Dan Clark, uh, who we weren't able to afford on the podcast, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> um, Manny Machado is is on the Yankees. So uh, they signed him. Yes, yes, he broke the story. I know we we wanted to break uh, we wanted to have him break it, but it's just uh, 150 was too much for yep. us. Yeah, we tried to chisel him down to 125. We, he wouldn't go for it. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. So should we start like a GoFundMe for 150 dollars to get Dan Clark on oh, and just roast him? That is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Please, Jack. Please, we gotta start yeah, this. Um, uh, should we? Uh, we we'll we'll make a Venmo. We'll drop it on Twitter. Dan Clark. That's absolutely amazing. He he could be behind Trevor Bauer. He could be the most hated guy in baseball right now. <laughs> Not even Zach Campbell's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, well, Zach Zach Campbell is outside of baseball Twitter, like. If you mention Dan Clark to anybody that does not have a Twitter, they're not going to know who you're talking about because he's an irrelevant fuck uh, that's never actually done anything in his life and never actually worked for a team, yet he still has that blue check mark. If it wasn't for that blue check mark, nobody would care about him. I don't understand. He must know someone at Twitter. <clears throat> he's a random Australian dude that just like started reporting on baseball and like freelance like writing about it and reporting about it and then he like broke a story he was like he's like an orioles guy right yeah no he loves the orioles yeah yeah loser fuck him yeah come on the pod he's horrible they get him on the pod well so what we need to do is because he's not actually going to be listening to this right now uh because we're over an hour deep so we need to start like tweeting him and pretending we're buddies and then like get him on and then just absolutely roast the shit out of him that would get a lot of fast how fast would he hang up the call no and you know he he would hate tweet it too, so that way he would get even more likes. <laughs> Fucking uh, idiot. Sorry, Dan, you can't leave. We paid for the whole hour. Here's the contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get it up. We're gonna get Rob Levine on your ass. <laughs> oh my god, a refund. Do a round table with him and Terry Cushman, the worst. <laughs> oh no, I, I don't like, I feel like it would be fun to make fun of Dan Clark. I don't even think I would have fun, like, communicating with Terry Cushman at all. Nope. Nope. 
<laughs> oh, oh shit. Yeah. So Jack, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, I know you had some uh, some ideas, um, you know, for throughout the off season. You know what we'll be doing here. Um, you know, from now until uh, obviously uh, when pitchers and catchers report. You know, in February. So. Um, so. I don't think we've even talked about this book. Probably well, still just like one episode a week. Like uh, date TBD. We're still starting off here, but usually Wednesdays or Sunday nights. Does that work for you guys? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that should, that should oh, be okay. good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're going to, you know, do some fun things. Obviously, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, any free agent signings that might happen with us or in the division um, or anything that's relevant. Uh, we're going to, you know, try to incorporate some things here. Uh, we're going to review some of the seasons that we've had in the past. Um, we'll probably think of some more things along the ways. I think you guys had some other ideas, right? Yeah, yeah we'll just... definitely try to you know, maybe even see if we can get, um, you know, a guest or two on, um, you know, during the off season. I'll try to know slide in the dms or something here and uh you know get somebody on and uh how you doing <laughs> jenny well, we're Del. getting dan clark on other than dan clark other than dan clark right yeah jenny hashtag Del. get dan clark <laughs> honestly for all of our followers on twitter if you could just start doing that yeah let's get it Let, let's get a whole thing going we'll pretend like we're not annoyed by his Dumb, irrational Red Sox hate. Yeah, he he does also hate the Red Sox too, which will be a red flag for him. Plus, once yeah, I mean he's it, there's some alarm bells that are going to go off, especially when he looks at our Twitter and sees that it's all just <laughs> once 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 he searches any of our ads, <laughs> we'll try. We can try. I feel like we need to actually continue on this. Uh, Train of thought here. Lindsay sees Wendy's.com saying that there's about a, a thousand tweets about Manny Machado being a Yankee because Dan Clark said <laughs> that he was. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, no, it's going to be a fun offseason. We're definitely going to still be engaged and putting out a lot of content and talking about the team. And, you know, it's going to be. It's going to be the, probably the most interesting offseason of the past, I would say, five years because there's a lot of moving parts and a lot to talk about. We're not going to get into it now, but yeah, there's a lot going on there. And um, Yeah, whenever there's a, a signing or trade, we'll relentlessly analyze it and break it down and be wrong about it in six months. And uh, yeah, look forward to it. Manny Machado sure. signs with the Red Sox. According yeah. to Dan Clark. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brett Gardner signs with the Rays. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, breaking news. But yeah, real quick, if if you guys do listen during the off season, we greatly appreciate it. Obviously, we know it's the dog days. There's a lot of stuff going on. You got basketball, football, hockey, so we definitely appreciate it. But um, definitely follow us: Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, you know, you know the drill. Get after it. DMs are open. The DMs uh, are. By open. the way, uh, we we did uh, gain a lot of followers on yeah. Twitter this last yes. week here, uh, over fifty, I believe. So I hope some of you guys are listening for the first time here. Um, we're gonna, like I said, continue to make content. 
uh, even make it, you know, better for you and, you know, continue to stay active. So uh, if you have any friends that, you know, think you uh, might be interested in listening, uh, recommendations are always appreciated. And I mean, um, uh, we're not going to stop. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out this tweet, which got. Oh, yeah. Almost a thousand likes and a ton of impressions on Twitter. And that night, I think we went up. That day, we went from, like, we started around, like, 240 or so. We're at over 300 followers on Twitter. So, small steps, but, you know, definitely keep listening. Keep us uh, keep us in mind, and, you know, we'll have a good offseason. Yeah, we'll get look, some, some players. Be on the lookout for uh, Garrett Cole being Photoshopped as a 50s diner manager. Yes. <laughs> Three over easy. Make them fly, Chuck. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Pack of cigarettes to go. Oh, uh, one last thing. I'm gonna miss dancing on my own. Yeah, yeah. That was a banger. Yeah, that was a banger. But I think I think you could see it back in 2022. I think maybe. No, I, I feel like it, it, you, you can do it for 2022. We'll see beyond that, but I, I hope yeah. they bring it back and oh, yeah. even even stronger. Right. Is Plucky a free agent or? Uh, no, he's uh, under arbitration. So uh, wow. unless it be non-tender, I'm mean, going to be back. Which gonna be I so, yeah, yeah. yeah. going to be so many guys back. Going to be so many new new players, and you know, a lot of lot to look forward to. So yeah, yeah. Cool. we'll uh, we'll have to get a uh, NASP day at the uh, at Fenway next year. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Many. many. Meet me. Maybe have fan. a feature bar. Uh, don't don't bring your flashlight. Yeah, <laughs> only the flashlight. Yeah. How you doing? A, a normal thing to bring out in public. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Cheers to the 2021 socks. Cheers. Yeah.